0: Christopher Nolan, the highly acclaimed British-American filmmaker known for his exceptional storytelling and groundbreaking approach to cinema, born in 1970 in London, England. Actually, his birthday is in two is in two days from now, on the 30th. Uh, his <laughs> his passion. Happy birthday, Christopher Nolan! Uh, Nolan's passion for filmmaking emerged at an early age when he began creating short films with his family's Super 8 camera. It, this is a you know. It's a, You know, you hear this story a lot with directors, Uh, but his his career took off in the late 1990s when he wrote and directed his first feature film, Following. On a shoestring budget, however, it was his mind-bending thriller, Memento, that brought him widespread recognition and critical acclaim. The film's non-linear narrative and innovative storytelling captivated audiences and marked the beginning of Nolan's signature style. He further solidified his reputation as a master storyteller with monumental films like the Dark Knight Trilogy, comprising of Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises, and these films not only revitalized the superhero genre, but also elevated to new artistic heights, and some people will find that debatable, because um, just uh, around that same time, Iron Man came out. Mm, okay. So, so the, the, the Marvel and DC battle is always, will always be there. His filmography also includes mind-bending blockbusters such as Inception, Interstellar, which showcases exceptional ability to bend captivating visuals with complex, intellectually stimulating plots. <laughs> but throughout his career, Nolan has garnered numerous accolades, including Academy Award nominations and widespread acclaim from both critics and audiences alike. Known for his preference for practical effects and a commitment to shooting on film, Nolan has become a torchbearer for preserving the traditional art of filmmaking in the digital age. Nolan's films have left an indelible mark on the cinematic landscape shaping contemporary storytelling and and inspiring aspiring filmmakers worldwide as one of the most influential and visionary directors of his generation. Nolan continues to push the boundaries of storytelling challenging and captivating audiences with each new project. Is there a certain movie that comes to mind when you think of Christopher Nolan? Well, I didn't
1: know of his first couple movies that he did um i think the first one i probably watched was inception and that was really good yeah Um, so
0: so he did so i I, he's done 12 movies okay and it seems that he comes out with a movie every two to three years um it started in nineteen eight, following then memento insomnia then batman begins the prestige the dark knight inception the dark knight rises uh, Interstellar, Dunker, oh, Tenet, and Oppenheimer. Okay. Uh, he's also been an executive producer for Transcendence, Dawn of Justice, The Justice League, The Doll's Breath, and Zack you know, and Zach Snyder's director's cut of The Justice League. He was also an executive producer on. It. Okay. Uh, but you say Inception,
1: is is the one that that you S- started my knowledge or of him, yeah, or my background in his movies um oddly enough too do you notice that when uh doctor strange came out they used a lot of the same cgi as inception did that's what i thought when well, i that's, saw well that's real, well
0: that's real funny because if christopher nolan heard you say that he'd be super offended because he doesn't use cgi he doesn't use well, even better he doesn't use green Good. screen he doesn't use any of that stuff and that's what makes him such a remarkable filmmaker um i mean the first, wow. I I think the first Christopher Nolan movie I watched was Batman Begins, and then I started yeah. venturing into his other movies like uh, Insomnia, especially. Um, th- th- we also have the Prestige, uh, which to me personally is my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. I think I think it was it tells a, a great story of two of two magicians. Yep, with a with a now, mag- is- with a magnetic oh, twist to it. It's uh, that's Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman.
1: Yeah, Now, who is in Insomnia? Was that Al Pacino? Uh, Guy Pierce. Getting... Guy Pierce. Okay. Oh wait. Uh, uh, no, again. no.
0: You're. My apologies. I'm thinking of Memento. Um. Yeah. Uh. Insomnia is Al Pacino, Robin Williams, Hillary Swank. Yeah. and yeah. Uh,
1: It's like up in Alaska tyranny. or something. Yeah. Okay, I have seen it. That was a good one. Yeah, Christopher. Uh, I see Memento too.
0: Christopher Nolan doesn't mess around. He, he, he's not one to be trifled with.
1: hmm
0: You know, he, he, he's not. He's not.
1: Memento might have been the first one I've actually seen because that was out a long time ago. I remember getting that at the video stores. Mm. We ran that quite a bit, actually. That was a good one. Yeah, he's had a major
0: impact in, in films, too. Redefining genre films, which he did with the Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, Interstellar, where and he you know he demonstrated that blockbuster movies could be both commercially successful and intellectually stimulating mm-hmm. uh, popularizing non-linear narratives which is a big thing right now people want linear stories they want expanded universes but he doesn't he's not big on that he tells one-shot one-shot stories and it's up to you to determine what hap- what happened before and what happened after uh, the revival of practical effects we we're just talking about this in an era dominated by CGI. Yeah. Christopher Nolan's dedication to using the practical effects, shooting on film, has rejuvenated an appreciation for traditional filmmaking techniques. His commitment to authenticity and real-world stunts has set a standard for filmmakers to balance practical effects with digital technology. The biggest example right now is Oppenheimer. Um, they yeah. use they use a rather large bomb types situation to create the explosion that was for the movie and there's actually okay. a whole uh behind the scenes thing about
1: it too. i had to check that out i did yeah. i was fortunate to go check that out uh last weekend and it's a very good movie
0: yeah uh, he's also had box office success and critical acclaim every one of his movies have been a success influence on contemporary filmmakers uh, his innovative storytelling have influenced the whole generation of filmmakers it's 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 amazing. Cultural impact. His movies have become cultural touchstones. Uh, they spark discussions on debate on complex themes such as time, memory, identity, and morality. His films often leave a lasting impact on audiences as well, prompting them to contemplate philosophical and ethical questions long after leaving the theater. And what's interesting about this is that every movie that he has had, he has always had a diverse, a diverse group of casts. Mm-hmm. And like the most important thing is is the
1: cinematic experience. He does pick out his actors real good. I, I've noticed that.
0: Uh, he, he's very, very intricate. He recycles a lot of them, which is which mm-hmm. is completely fine. I'm definitely okay with that. You know, because then we we have a familiarization, we build chemistry, and I think that's important with films today, especially with how he makes. It.
1: He has a whole style of his own, I've noticed, and I can't even describe it, but if you watch enough of his movies, you'll be like, he... It's a... Well, not it's that not you grainy. know that he doesn't
0: use CGI, maybe you'll go
1: back right. and, watch
0: and watch everything and realize, like, wait a minute, that, that, that was really done.
1: That's cool that he did that. It's kind of bringing back the old George Lucas 70s aspect of for CGI, using what you got.
0: Yeah, very, you know, and... You know, the... The audience reception is amazing. You know, there's an appreciation for intellectual simulation again, visual spectacle, emotional impact, storytelling, love for genre revival, mixed opinions on endings, debate on sound mixings, which is, you know, another thing. They've been criticized for sound mixing with dialogue at times being too difficult to hear amidst the intense action and sound effects. But this issue has sparked debates among audiences about the balance between immersive soundscapes and clear dialogue.
1: That's with any movie, though. There's scenes in any movie where I'm like, what did he say, and you have to go back to it, you know, kind of a thing. So I think they're nitpicking on that kind of stuff. You know, there's life always, is not all be, loud. Be and, yeah.
0: And without further ado... Some things, aren't,
1: some things are meant not to be heard at a certain level, too. Like, they're whispering, at me, what are they saying? I don't think you're supposed to hear that, you know? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, without further ado, let's let's get into our Christopher Nolan-inspired movies. <clears throat> this is going to be super interesting and super fun to talk about, to be honest with you. So let's get right into it. Uh, your first one. Okay. What movie is this? So what I'm, movie are we portraying?
1: I, I did not look up the actual uh, creator of this movie, but I wanted to remake... A Christopher Nolan remake of the movie Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. It was shot in the late 60s I believe. The original Billy the Kid in that was Chris Christopherson. Yes. Bob Dylan was in that movie for Christ's sakes. I almost thought it'd be cool if if there was a remake of this that Bob Dylan would be in this since he's still alive. He could be Alias all over again. But um, I thought what was interesting when I did this picture, uh, let's see if I can find my prompt real quick. Uh, I would. I wrote down a movie remake done by Christopher Nolan of Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, starring Asa Butterfield. And I'm trying to remember. Okay, he was. I want to say he was in Malcolm in the Middle, but I might be mixing up my kids. But I thought he'd be a really good build. the guy that's in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. In the, the third movie, he's the guy that controls the arrow now. I thought he'd be a good... I can't remember. I've
0: seen those movies
1: once. He's an older dude. But uh, what I really liked about this picture was the fact that it's showing these two kids and I started thinking, well, what if uh, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid knew each other? Like, grew up together kind of a thing. That's a storyline that has been done yet, but as far as I know, like, if they knew each other, it's always when they're older, you know?
0: Christopher Nolan knows, you know, to, to make these stories believable, if need be. And plus, since he's been going the more historical... historical filmmaking route, this would make
1: sense for him to do. Yeah. When I thought of this, I almost thought you were going to do a 310 to Yuma. I almost did it, but I was like, nah, John might do that one. It's too soon.
0: It's too soon. I actually didn't go westerns. Like, for example, this next one... And and it's funny, too, because we're talking about, like, historical dramas, right? I... Mm-hmm. would love to see. Now, this the step for me, this started off with wanting Christopher Nolan. You know, he's always doing these mind-bending things. I, I started off with him wanting to, do, wanting to do a Call of Duty Black Ops adaptation, which if you're familiar with the story, and I came up with four different scenarios, but I, after coming into this one, the Battle of Khaeson, I figured... I think it would be really cool for Christopher Nolan to do a Vietnam era movie. It's been a while since we've had a a a very raw emotional take on the Vietnam War and the Battle of Khe Son wouldn't be any different. Um what I put here in my prompt was that I wanted a dramatic scene set during the Vietnam War where you are part of a special forces team, a, a SOG jungle warfare team fighting in the dense jungles of Quezon. I wanted this to I wanted to show a unit, getting ready for an intense firefight. You know, we're in the deep, deep jungle, there's fog everywhere. I mean you even get like predator vibes here.
1: Yeah. I would love to see a Christopher Nolan Vietnam movie.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think I think you know, especially again when he's touching more to these historical drama movies. I think it would be real cool to tell a story in this era. Oh yeah, I mean, and with his success with Oppenheimer and how he did Dunkirk, Dunkirk, excuse me. It's it's it just makes sense for him to do a Vietnam movie. I'm actually mm-hmm. would love to see what he do, and it, it, it's almost like he's going down through time too. If you noticed, um, Dunkirk was. I believe was that World War One I? I believe that was World War One
1: yeah I think so sounds right
0: let me uh, fact check that one uh no it's actually the second World War and you know now he's doing oh another, two. now he's doing another historical drama okay in World War Two so let's see if he can kind of push it up and go to Vietnam after this right you'd have to have like a great cast like Sam Worthington
1: Christian Bale Robert De Niro, uh, face fa- Fassbender. What's his guy's name? Michael Fassbender. He'd be good in Michael yes, Fassbender. he'd be awesome I love at- Michael
0: Fassbender. Absolutely love him. Talk to me about this one.
1: <clears throat> so I thought, uh, it's because of Oppenheimer gotten this idea, because it's about the kind of same time period, but I thought it would have been cool if uh, Christopher Nolan did uh, a movie on the events of 1947 in Roswell, New Mexico. Even though really no one knows what's going on, I still think you could pick, paint a pretty good picture of just the known information the public's been given.
0: I think this is cool that you did this, right There, because with the with the UFO hearing that happened this week as well,
1: I don't yes. know if you were
0: following that, you know, this know. you know, oh. that, you know People start talking about Roswell again, you know, mm-hmm. and start talking about non-human biologicals, with you know, and it's actually kind of funny, you know. People wanted the government to tell the truth about the aliens. We get the truth about the aliens, and they think they're still lying. Yeah, yep. you know? but I think I think this would be I think this would be a really nice story to touch, and I again another In idea the story for of Chris almost Pernola. like an Oppenheimer. Yep. Yeah, a couple um, years after.
1: The guy that I was trying to put into this movie, like a, as far as an actor goes, there's a series on uh, Netflix called Mindhunter, and he's the younger detective. Uh, the guy's name is Jonathan Groff. Okay. And I just thought he he, he kind of has that 40s look to him, so I was just like, yeah, he'd be, he'd be a good... Detective, or military there official, are, or
0: there are some actors that you look at and you're and you're like, oh yeah, that guy would have been great in like an '80s actor. You know, just his look would have been perfect. You know, and mm-hmm. and I could see that with this actor right here. And then the, this is the actor on the left, right? Correct. And the one on the right's just oh. a randomly AI-generated person. Yeah,
1: just an could be an official soldier too. You know. Gives you some depth seeing two people yeah. on here rather than just one. And then the plane behind him.
0: Or is it the plane?
1: Yeah. My
0: next one. This Happy is interesting days. because if the moment that you look at this, you know what it is. It's the button from Watchmen. And I had a bunch of really cool renders that I came out with this one. A bunch of cool, one of Night Owl, the Six, the Silk Spectre, um, Doctor Manhattan, Rorschach. But I really wanted to show the button and really give the emotion of what the button meant to the comic book and the movie and the upcoming cartoon, rated R cartoon movie that's coming out for it. You know, it, there's. Ooh. I would love to see what Christopher Nolan would do. In that world Now It'd be kind of Interesting Because the only The only really major CGI That you He would really have to think about Is is with Dr. Manhattan Unless yeah. he finds a way To make like To make him glow somehow To make the cinematic look glow Or just not have him glow
1: at all Right Have go A different route
0: Yeah And with And with the issues That are portrayed in the story, if you're familiar with the story, I mean, I think it works well with what Christopher Nolan would love to do with a little mind-bending. Like, Watchmen is a big mind-bender and Christopher Mm -hmm. Nolan would be perfect to do this. He would be absolutely perfect to do this movie.
1: When you were doing some of these renderings, did you get any during daylight? I know the original shot in the movie is nighttime, but I just, I was curious if they ever did, like, any daytime shots of that.
0: I got none in the
1: daytime.
0: Yeah. None in the daytime. I actually think the movie well, it's... itself is actually more nighttime-ish as well.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah, because he's been thrown out of the skyscraper.
0: Yeah, I think really the only season you see with the sun is out is when, you're, when you see Ozymandias at his office. That's really it.
1: Dark times? Yep.
0: Now talk to me about this, Strowbridge. We got Harrison okay. Ford.
1: Now, certain ideas I had were based on the concept of the movie, and then other ones were based on actors. I thought of Harrison Ford, and I was like, uh, trying to think of a movie that he would agree with, because he is picky, and I'm glad that he is, uh, what would he possibly be into that could be a remake? And then I've always been a fan of Alfred Hitchcock, so, uh... I think my favorite movie is North by North, Northwest of his. So it'd be cool to see him do that. And it doesn't go too far from uh, characters he's played before because that's kind of a fugitive kind of uh, character. that he's accused of something and he's running away. Maybe that's why I thought immediately of him and then North by Northwest because it's just a chase movie. Well,
0: Harrison Ford is dope for being these, you know, being these... This old rough around the edges guy you know he's always been portrayed as that character even in shows like 1923 where Mm -hmm. even at his old age still tough as balls but a comedic
1: asshole at best for cowboys and aliens I mean he's always had a cowboy aspect I mean that's what Star Wars he was basically a cowboy you know just space cowboy space cowboy now you now this next one
0: you you enjoyed the look of it and you do exactly what it was, because it was exactly what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid, tactical espionage, directed by Christopher Nolan.
1: I like the title. It's
0: uh, it's it's a, a callback to the first to the game. It, it was a tactical espionage shoot. The game. So, there's a lot of people that I would love to see portray this character, Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac, Christian Bale, you know, um, I could, I could think of so many more who would be good. John Krasinski, you know, who's that? Um, he is Jim Jim from the office. Okay. Uh, He's also, he's also Jack Reacher.
1: Oh yeah. He would be good.
0: You know, so he's got, he's got. You know, he's got the moves, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But this photo in particular is actually Oscar Isaac. And this is the portrayal of Oscar Isaac that it gave us with the with the eye patch, with the scratches on his face. He's got his tactical top on. And I love this shot because it's yeah. very Christopher Nolan. When I look at this, yep. I'm thinking of like the ending of Tenet. Where they're it where you know, they're in like that big deserty. Uh, area field and you know we could see maybe this could be like a scene like the beginning scene or the ending scene of this Christopher Nolan version of, of Metal Gear Solid when he you know when he's ready to take on what's next I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan I love the game Snake Eater we know there's a movie coming out with Oscar Isaac in it we don't know when it's coming out but I wanted to get ahead of the curve and I wanted to Get this going and show what what we might see.
1: I think I can kind of put it in words now of, of a style that I see with uh, Christopher Nolan stuff. It's not necessarily darker, but maybe more earth tone-y. Yeah. tone, Like a, a brown to his, his films.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, not necessarily brown, darker. Browns and just, whites. Browns and whites and golds and things like that.
1: Yeah. Ambers
0: i love i love how this the eye patch is actually really cool too
1: yeah it's not floating around (laughs) it's actually on his face
0: now what now you got me super excited for this one because you created the fifth element and the fifth element um came out in 1995 one of the best movies to come out of its time okay terminator t2 came out in 1992 and had one of the best graphics but Bruce Willis came out with The Fifth Element, which was directed by Francis Lawrence, and you know, which had uh, Mila Jovovich's debut uh, and start. Also, I and I'm not even looking at the IMDb. You know, I I know this movie like the back of my hand. That was um, Chris Tucker.
1: Oh God, yeah, Chris
0: Tucker as Ruby Rod um gary oldman was in that film too he you know he was the villain in that film Uh, a lot of people you know they don't even recognize him the fifth element was it was is one of my top five movies so talk to me about your rendition of the the fifth element by christopher nolan so i wanted
1: i wanted some actors that i liked not that i don't like bruce willis in the original because i loved it but i wanted someone a little younger not too young that he doesn't look like he doesn't have all the military experience that he would need in this type of situation. Yeah. So I thought of Sebastian Stan. I just that that guy's my go to. Sebastian Stan would be a great of... would be a great um Corbin Dallas. Great Corbin Dallas. I agree with that. Yeah. And then uh for the female uh for Mila's uh Lilou character, I thought of Natalie Dormer. I really like her in uh can't remember if it was insurgents, that she was in, or Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yep. She was in one of them. Hunger Games. Okay. And uh, and then of course Game of Thrones. And I thought she'd be a badass, uh, Lulu. I mean, this, those are great choices. And then again,
0: and it's <laughs> funny too because the third person there, I can't. He looks like an actor that we're very familiar with. I can't put my, my name or who that is, but I think that person is a real person.
1: Yeah, I can't put my finger on it either. But, has, well, other than Interstellar, I guess he has done some sci-fi. But I thought that would be a an interesting one for him to be in, because that's not necessarily a, a, a bright movie either. And I almost want to see it... I almost want to see a little bit of a darker, more... Uh, more peril-like... Almost like... Uh, we didn't find all the stones. So yeah. now we're stuck... So we have to find that other stone, like they keep saying, like it's the end. Well, it's not the end if we can find them. But we're just, you know, now how? A twist. Now how
0: would you fix the issue with the flying cars? Because you know, Christopher Nolan's not known for doing major. Graphic. So, if there's flying cars, how would you how would you portray it as a filmmaker? I don't think
1: I would do a lot of a lot of filming in the city in New York. This would be more like in the desert or on another planet, other planets. I think that's what would happen. I would yeah, get away from the the flying car tech part of it, and maybe some other stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, one trick I mean, that they used to use in Star Wars uh, for the speeders, they would put mirrors on the bottom of underneath it underneath it so they could look like they were flying i think that would also be a really cool trick that they could utilize
1: uh for it or they just had uh they had some screens then they just would that be considered cgi though or the screens were the the guy the the guy does not use
0: any green screen
1: yeah okay so that would be cheating uh oh they got track the tracks that go on uh the actual cameras nowadays where they can just go along like an actual train track so they could do that still it just wouldn't be cgi they just have yeah. on, on an actual
0: can, can you believe that on, inter, in, on interstellar they did not use any green
1: screens i'm trying to figure out how they would do that especially those parts in multi-dimensional yeah kind of situations the threading and yeah how they did that That'd be I'm gonna to to watch that now there's got to be like uh, some commentary on the DVD of that how we did stuff
0: it is gonna be very interesting and now my final one one that I'm super I, I feel super personal about and one that I would love to see happen and the look of it is just very Christopher Nolan um, I would want to see Killian mm-hmm. Murphy play Robin Hood in in a in a, Christopher Nolan directed version, and there's been so many iterations. Russell Crowe has played him, Kevin Costner has played him, you know. There's even the the TV version of him, and I think Killian Murphy would be such a perfect fit. It, but, but let's cha- right. let's change it a little bit. Let's bring it to the World War One era. Ooh, I was wondering if you're gonna have a
1: twist for this. I already like it.
0: No, let's bring it okay. to the World War, I world War era. one era because you know Christopher Nolan is known is also known for a lot of his dress attire that he uses for his films you know and I think that the world I think that the World War One era dress where you know the, the 1910s the 1920s around that era if it yeah. it's exactly his style of what of things that he've used look at the way that he's dressed Bruce Wayne look at look at inception everyone is yep. dressed very transatlantic Yeah, I think that's the best. That's the best way to, to put it. And even though people don't even speak like that anymore, which I wish they did, it's such mm-hmm. a cool accent. But to have that kind of dress style and bring it into a Robin Hood world. Well, in in a, in an era where guns are not that far in technology, people are still using. Right. Whereas it's World War Two is
1: like all more techy. World War One still more like uh, the old world. Starting to meet the new world, in a yes. sense, with technology. So yeah, World War One's a good fit for that.
0: I think it would be perfect. I think Killian Murphy. I, I mean, bringing it in any, any era. I think Killian Murphy would be perfect as the role of Robin Hood. You know, it, it's such a good story. Whatever uh, tale of Robin Hood that you've listened to, I, you know, I think he's the perfect role for it. I think Christopher Nolan would do the story of Robin Hood so much justice, and I'm, I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting
1: for it. Root it. it. You hear that, Chris?
0: You know, and he just looks good. I mean, he's got the robe, and then he's got you can see like his top, he's got like a jacket with that belt in front of it, and but he's wearing like a tie, you know, which is not really known during the medieval time, but wouldn't it be cool just to mix it up a little bit, you know?
1: And would it be so tied around him being an archer? Could it be something else? Like the, the generosity part of Robin Hood. It could be more of that.
0: Yeah. Instead, of, instead of the battles and the fighting, you know, yeah. see a different side of them. Mm-hmm. It's it's very Christopher Nolan is a is a different breed of director, different breed. uh You know, and
1: talking does he have a does he have a new project coming out that you know of?
0: No, they had, he, had, okay. there is, he hasn't said anything. You know, we shouldn't. We'll probably be hearing about it in about a year. Yeah, he take some it time. He'll ta- just he'll, he'll, out. He'll take a vacation. He'll he'll go somewhere and then he'll get some inspiration and be like, "Well, I think this would be a good setting for whatever story that he's telling." You know, I I feel like the choice of movies that we made. I think the craziest ones I did Watchmen, and you did Fifth Element, two movies that. Would be a challenge for him to make, but would be mm-hmm. good stories for him to take on.
1: Just the fact that he doesn't use CGI, I would love to see versions of his remakes without it. Absolutely, it would be interesting. And, and
0: I, I, I love, I love the renders that we came out with today. I think they were all pretty accurate. You know, yeah. and I'm, I'm especially, you know, my, my love for film came because of him. You know, obviously, I watched a bunch of movies before I even heard of the guy. You know, some of my my, my favorite movie of all time, you can laugh at me if you want, is Robin Hood Prince of Thieves, starring Kevin Cosner. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh,
1: God. It, it was a I t- used to quote that movie all the time. I so don't still worry. do I, it's a,
0: I'll cut your heart out with a spoon. It's amazing, you know?
1: Where they call you bull because you're so big.
0: <laughs> oh, because I'm so long. <laughs> but, but remember, they had uh, Christian Slater. Kevin Cosner,
1: um, Who played Morgan made, Freeman?
0: Morgan Freeman was in it. Uh, yep. Alan I Rickman.
1: Marion. Alan
0: Alan Rickman and Gina but Davis.
1: Was it Gina Davis? She wasn't made Marion.
0: Wait a minute. She looked
1: like Gina Davis. It, the the act, actress or actor, I should say. Oh my like bad. It's Mary Elizabeth
0: Monstrantonio.
1: Yeah, she, I can't remember her in too many other movies. My bad. A couple during that
0: that time frame. Right, I'm but. trying to Oh, she, Oh, she, that's right. She was in Scarface and The Abyss. Yeah, that, I didn't mean to mix that oh. up. You know, but I'm super appreciative yeah, of of what Christopher Nolan has done because like he made like you know, a guy like me look at look at the film and appreciate it more. And in a way kind of spoil myself because when I watch a movie like um Like the Avengers, you know, where CGI-driven, you know, some of that allure gets taken away. Uh, You know, Twisted Metal just came out yesterday, and I'm even like, eh, you know, like, a a lot of that allure is taken away, you know, because it's so CGI-ridden. Not that it ruins it for me, because it doesn't. You know, sometimes the CGI is needed in these films and television shows, but the way that Christopher Nolan does it just gives it a perspective that it can be done this way and it could be done right and you could be highly successful for it as well
1: and proven before
0: yeah so
1: not just with his work with others
0: absolutely so guys thank you for coming to this episode happy birthday Christopher Nolan you know his birthday is the 30th so I you know it's actually funny because we didn't we didn't know that I just found that out as I was you know reading this Today, but his birthday. We've been pretty
1: good on our show topics lately, and then something happens. <laughs> oh, we we didn't mean it to happen that way; it just worked out.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, too. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, no. But um, well, thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, we appreciate thank you coming. for listening, watching, yeah. and I'm gonna
0: and I'm gonna assume that you guys are watching because our YouTube has been off the charts. Even though you can watch. You can watch on Spotify as well. Uh, we've noticed that you guys have been watching on YouTube as well. But 74% of you are not subscribed that are watching the show. So go on, subscribe, hit the little bell button when you so you get the notification when a new episode is out every week. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think of the episode. Tell us what you think of us, what you like, what you don't like. Give us a suggestion. We want to hear suggestions. We want to hear from you, the people. Uh, You got anything before we go, Strowbridge?
1: Um, I think we're going to leave our next show up in the air until we decide uh, what's our strongest subject matter. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll see. Did you have something in mind? I did not have something in mind. Okay. But something will come up because something always does come yep. up. I go always. I'm going to the land of make-believe tomorrow so that place is full of imagination <laughs> okay. so but thank you for coming stroke. I will go to the
1: woods and I will develop some ideas as well. Thank you for coming as well John and yep. thank you for everyone listening
0: to the loo.